As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com That's about it. Oh, hoving interview. 30 years in broadcasting. And what does the red light tell you? What does the red light tell you? You're new to broadcasting. What does the red light tell you? Um, it tells me that the radio's on. Yeah, it means you... It tells me that we're being recorded. Being I've recorded. got to sound like I'm sensible. I've talked over the red mic twice, I think, in shows I've presented or co-presented, and it's been very exciting. I talked over a song on your show yesterday when you weren't here, Fee, saying, how long do you want this song to go on for? <laughs> okay. And everybody collapsed in the studio instead of helping me. Okay. Uh, and also, there are also things I'm discovering like the cough button. Have you used the cough button? I have used the cough button, but I think the cough button cuts everyone's microphones. Because I had a guest and I used the cough button because I was genuinely coughing. Actually, I was eating because I have a section in my show where people bring in food. And I thought, I'll press the cough button So because I'm so greedy. I can stuff my face while my guest is boring on. But I think I inadvertently, I, don't, I still don't know the answer to this question. Uh, but a sort of mini crisis seemed to ensue. Um, and then there's the talk back one where you can talk to your producer. But you can't talk to your producer if the red light is on. Because everyone no. can still hear you. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, well, you're, you're get, definitely getting the hang of it. <laughs> I also like, I like the jargon. I like things like the bed. Yes, which means the... Normal people would call a jingle. No, that's, no, that's different. <laughs> so a jingle will be something that has an ident on it, oh. keep up at the back. Uh, so that's going to tell you something about the station. But the bed is just a piece of music that comes under whatever it is you're saying so we have a bed going up to the news at times radio yes but that's definitely different to a jingle but you know what my favorite what phrase that i've learned is when my producer says that was a great show but you crashed the junctions oh yeah love crashing the junctions and i go out of my way to crash the junctions oh no don't so that i can tell my listeners i just crashed the junction but that's i think that's very that's like the that's the absolute basics <laughs> so if you're a kid at school that's the equivalent of going to sit in a classroom you just can't crash the junction should we tell people what crashing the junction so the junction is the bit uh, quarter past half past quarter to and the hour where you say welcome to times radio or something like that that's yes. the junction well you're going to say you're meant to sort of shut up as the jingle or something starts playing. But yeah. I always, when it starts saying, this is Times Radio, you should have shut up by then. But I never shut up. Okay, so do you this... feel that you're going to get the hang of this or it's always going to be a feature of your show that you won't? Do you practice at home? 
Well, I just, I wish people would just say, I mean, like today, you did not crash your junction, even though the guest was still talking yeah. very close to the junction. But you masterfully took control because at the end of the programme, we're meant to say goodbye and thank you to the team that's helped produce the show. And I had a bit to say and you had a bit to say. But you took control because the guest had talked too long. You shut him up. You cut him off. You read it out and you didn't crash your junction. And I was just in awe. Well, that's very kind of you to say so. But I, it would be absolutely foolish of me not to admit uh, that uh, Jane and I crashed so many junctions when we first joined Times Radio because we were quite um. new. <laughs> Kate's laughing, our <laughs> producer, because we really did. For, for two quite long-in-the-tooth nags, uh, we were crashing what are known as the hard quarterways all the time and those are the ones that come at quarter past because we just weren't used to them and that is enough kind of inbreeding festering in store i think people will like it because i love doing the show because i grew up listening to speech radio i love radio and i think if you love radio it's quite nice to hear what happens behind the scenes yes a little bit of it but i think we've just done a little bit yes yeah i'm not very (laughs) <laughs> Can I proposing uh, an hour long podcast <laughs> on junctions? You know, there'll be, I have crashed. No, there'll be one somewhere. <laughs> there will be one somewhere. Uh, can you remember the name of the guest who was boring on about food? <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible thing. It was a cultural guest, actually. So what happens is I have a section where the the producer brings food from a, a restaurant that he wants to get great service at. They bring food. Then the culture guests come in and we're all meant to eat, break bread together. Yeah, how lovely. But I hoard the food. Oh. And I ask them a question and then I press the cough button and shove it in. Okay. So do you know that the most unpleasant thing about the cough button uh, and every studio I thought you didn't want to talk about No, no, okay. So sorry, sorry. I lied. I absolutely lied. (laughs) I just didn't want you to talk about it anymore. (laughs) I just wanted to talk myself. So the terrible thing about the cough button is it goes straight into the producer's ear. It's like a cough dump. So uh, so if you cough, you press the cough button and cough, the only person who hears it uh, oh. will be the producer. In If they're wearing So the listener doesn't hear it, but the producer does. Yep. So you can actually, if you hate your producer, I mean, there's a play in here where you sort of hate your producer. Yes, and you and could you, bully them. You can torment yeah. each other using different technologies. Yep. And imagine while the listener remains oblivious. How unpleasant that would be if you've got a producer who cannot stand the sound of someone eating yes. and you just every time. You like just, my children. Yep. Can they not stand the sound of eating? I can't stand the sound of me eating. <laughs> okay. Genuinely. Oh, right. It's well, it's difficult. It, no, it's difficult, isn't it, sometimes, the sounds of eating. <laughs> they are. Uh, right. It's Ed Vasey and Feed Lover with your off-air podcast for today and tomorrow because Jane is on her holidays. I think she is doing a kind of national tour, actually, of Britain, uh, visiting friends and family. And so she'll be back on Monday and Ed and I here for today and tomorrow. And then on Thursday, it's the other Jane. Jane Mulcurrens will be doing the podcast with me then. But we'd love to still hear from you. It's the same email. It's Jane and Fee at times.radio. And uh, we did posit this yesterday, but I don't think anybody's taken us up on it yet, that if you've got bewildering questions that you've always wanted to ask a man, Ed Vasey has uh, volunteered himself uh, to be a kind of totem pole of wisdom. You've made it sound like I'm sort of the last man alive. (laughs) Well, does it feel like In a world of women, we found this man. (laughs) 
Now, we've got I him in a cage and you can ask him questions. So there's one huge He's question. He's living next door to the big yeti. Yeah, something like that. Uh, there is one very big question that I'd like to ask you about, but maybe can I ask it today and then we'll talk about it properly tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Well, just because on this podcast we have talked quite a few times um, about the feeling at the moment that uh, there is so much, there's an, there's an epidemic of violence and aggression towards women and that's been borne out in some horrendous cases, Sarah Everard being just one of them. And we have talked about the fact that in our community of women, um, it's a it's a conversation that is obviously full of universal condemnation for any kind of male aggression towards women. But when we talk about it, we always come to the same conclusion. You know, it's just crap and it really does need to stop. And we've often wondered whether men, when left to their own devices, actually have any kind of a similar conversation about the rather tawdry state of the world at the moment and the fact that women are having quite a hard time and that maybe we've not achieved the kind of safety and gender equality that many of us as younger women hope that we would. So it is a massive question. I'm not expecting you to have all of the answers now, but I think um, maybe our listeners would be quite interested in hearing whether or not it even really features amongst male conversation. Oh, that's a huge question. It is. In yeah. which I could dig an enormous hole and then fall in never to be seen again. Well, can I leave it with but you? I think and we'll the have answer to your question is first of all, what is a male conversation? Oh, I just mean when it's quite rare. When men, men when speak. men are together with men, yeah. yeah. And secondly, I don't think men do talk about it enough if you want an honest answer to mm. your question, which I suppose you do. I don't think they do. I think they do talk. Uh I think men are not particularly I mean I you know, I think about this a lot weirdly. Uh I think men are how men communicate with men and women communicate with women is different. And I think men, on the whole, keep it superficial. Uh, I think the most uh, the way that a male conversation might have changed is that we talk more about things like our health, for example, than perhaps we did in the past. Uh, I think if I was speaking for my own male uh, ecosystem, if you like, that men are aware, obviously, of this issue and are gobsmacked by it and want it to stop. And obviously, I think uh, with wives and daughters as well as part of our family, uh, thinking what they risk or go through uh, is very much in men's uh, consciousness. Mm. But do we have in-depth discussions about it? I'm not sure. No. I think we probably would if it, if it related to a specific issue. You know, if your daughter was going somewhere will she be kept safe or if your wife had experienced something horrible? Yeah. And things like in the workplace, for example. So I suppose our question, the place that we always end up, and we have talked about this with lots of uh, other women at shows that we've done and what have you, is just there just seems to be an enormous need for men to call out other men because you're just much yes. closer to the problem yes. than women are. Yes. And, and getting trying to work out how men can do that, I think is actually quite a big question of our time. It's a really hard thing to do. Uh, and again, it, God, it's almost impossible to use words carefully enough without getting into trouble. But it is very hard to know at what point you say that is uh, unpleasant, unacceptable behaviour, but to intervene, as in somebody saying something inappropriate to, yeah. to someone, which they can could potentially pass off as banter, 
do you intervene and risk a big escalation or do you let it pass? And I think, you know, the world is moving towards intervene because you don't start pushing back on this unless you are consistent. Well, thank you for your honest replies because I was very happy to just leave it with you for 24 hours, see how it simmered. Uh, but I'm sure that our listeners uh, will have lots of thoughts and will be grateful to you for answering. Uh, shall we immediately dive into what turned out to, I think, be actually really fantastically fun half an hour spent in the company of Jenny oh, yes. Claire? She was great. She was on fire. She was, wasn't she? She came fully loaded, three Weetabix. <laughs> she did, she did. <laughs> no so messing about. We, we weren't entirely sure why she was on the programme. She started the interview before we did. She did, and she wasn't entirely sure either, Ed, was she? <laughs> we did remind her. Yeah, uh, so I think, actually, the interview that you're about to hear benefits enormously by us not saying very much else about Jenny, because that's how it started when we were in the studio. So here is Jenny from the block. I have told you I'm deaf in my right ear. Yes, that's why yeah. Fee put me here. Uh. <laughs> so you can only hear her pertinent but, questions. Yeah. It's, it's a temporary thing, I hope. I might have to... I've got a blocked ear. So infuriating, isn't Very it? Very infuriating, Jenny. When I blow yeah. my nose, it's like a hot, wet wind. OK, and does it ever pop out or is no, it just No, it won't pop deaf? out. Oh, oh Lord. Lord. I hate it's it when that just, But I think there's a private blocked ear clinic in London oh. uh, that sort of, you know, specialises... Yes. You'll have this... to get behind all the cabinet minister's spouses who are queuing up to get oh, in. But... God damn them. <laughs> Do you know, I don't want this to turn into our own personal surgery, but I had COVID over the weekend too, and I lost my hearing in my oh. left ear. Really? Yeah, really? right, enough. Did you pop? No. Did you have a now. satisfying oh. pop? Yes, no, well... Uh, it... How did you get the pop? It yes. didn't pop, it just did something overnight and I woke up and I could hear oh, it. Oh, it was like a miracle. That, uh, honestly, <laughs> Right that weekend for that to, me, to happen, Jenny. <laughs> I will feel like I've been reborn. But I am expecting I think that's now some emails. Of, I would have preferred to pop it. <laughs> I don't want pop. my deaf ear to go away naturally. I want yeah. to be able to pop it. I didn't care. I celebrate that moment. Yeah. I know what you mean. Do you know what? That's <laughs> such a man thing to say, isn't it? Just like when you're, landing, when you're landing in an aircraft. You know, yeah. Does that pop. still happen when you're in first class, Ed? I'm afraid it does because... <laughs> Even though the Ed? air is purified. We've got to say your name, Jenny. Oh, Our good poor, Lord. I'm so sorry. Is just uh, I'm Jenny O'Claire and it's lovely to be a guest on this programme. Earlier, seconds ago, half an hour Is this ago, for the podcast? Um, Ed put a photograph up on his Twitter account and I, I just I sort of thought, I'd never really met this man before, but I now know more about him than I need know just by dint of fact of the photo you put up where you'd obviously only looked at yourself yes. out of the three of us and thought, yes. oh, I look great, I'll put yeah. this photo up. Exactly. And it didn't even look no. at Fee and I exactly. looking look a bit terrible. insane. <laughs> well, I trusted our producer. I thought she's a professional. It'll be a perfect photograph. Oh, dear. But the thing is, Jenny, I think you and I can probably take it, can't yeah, we? we can take I it. I think we can. Yeah. Right. Uh, do you want the serious... <laughs> <sighs> introduction now. Oh, go on then. It's very nice as well. Here, Here we go. Uh, Jenny Eclair is our guest <laughs> this afternoon, a titan of comedy. She's yeah. also written novels, currently yeah. hosts a hugely successful podcast, presents art shows on the TV and is a keen painter herself. She was the first solo female winner of the Perrier Award in 1995 and she basically hasn't stopped delighting the nation since. We are allowed to talk to her today <laughs> because she's here promoting Taskmaster. The new series is on Channel 4 right now. Okay, job done. Oh, well done. That was marvellous. Was it great? 
I love the, the sort of keen painter, keen but talentless painter. Oh, no, don't immediately go into no, self-deprecation, well, no, Jenny I'm a, I'm a dabbler. I'm a, a weekend dabbler with the paints and the watercolours and all this sort of thing. And I live with a man who is actually a really talented artist. He was a sculptor. He's, you know, he's just, he's a designer, blah, blah. And he is gifted. He's gifted. But he is the worst and cruelest critic because he won't say anything. He won't even lie for me. Even when I'm not 100% and I'm struggling with the COVID over the weekend and I'm trying to keep myself sane painting, I go, oh, Jeff, Jeff, what do you think of this? And he just, he just goes, oh, mm. and he won't, he won't. He's like the worst art teacher in the world. And then I sort of do this thing where I go, oh, here's Mr Powell, the art teacher. Mr Powell, the art teacher, the dream crusher. I was going to do art for a living, but then I had this teacher called Mr Powell. And Mr Powell just trod all over all my ambitions. And and we go on. <laughs> we, we just have this fictional... And has he on. ever said, no, that's never. absolutely brilliant, no. Jenny? Oh. There was one painting of a hyacinth I once did on some linen board and he said, stop there before you ruin it. Ooh, yeah. That's He's, interesting. That's wow. And can, can you criticise his work back or not really? Trouble is, he's really, really good. Oh. Yeah, but I've just sort of stopped saying anything now. He does black and white and sometimes I say, oh, I could just colour that in. That annoys him because he doesn't really like colour. Anyway, more about... <laughs> you want to know about Taskmaster? Well, we'll... We'll, tri- well you're here to promote yeah. it, Jenny. We'll trip oh. to you know Taskmaster. I don't think it needs me to your, promote the, your it. Your PR department has sent you to get more viewers Do you know, I think it's Taskmaster. doing quite well without <laughs> me sort of, you know, putting my tap in Hapeworth in. Um, what, how do you describe the programme to somebody who'd never watched it? Uh, right. Uh, well, for starters, I'd suggest you watch it. My sister had <laughs> never watched it. Um, and, uh, and, and she sort of doesn't really get it either. She's an academic. And, um, and I, I said, and she said, oh, I, you know, I don't know how you bore that. And I said, well, I, I thought it was enormous fun. And she said, that is it, though, isn't it? I said, no, there are ten. And she went, I'm sorry, I can't swear on here, can I? But you can imagine what she said. Um, It rhymed with hit. Um, And uh, why are you looking blank? Because I, I, I thought your sister would come out with slightly something stronger, but, that, but no, I guess but she is an academic. She yes, I know yeah, we worked yeah. that out. Um, but it's one of those of... programs that I think uh, is popular because it allows you to slightly switch off a little bit of your own brain, doesn't it, and just stay with it because it'll make you thinking, laugh somewhere so down the line. I've never thought quite so hard um, doing something. To be quite honest, I was really concentrating, trying my very best. But it is also the kindest programme I've ever done. In television, often there's some, a little bit of an edge where you uh, can feel the cringe of humiliation. Mm. Where um, And I, I've done a lot of well, you things. You did I'm a Celebrity. Does that have an edge? Um, that, that does have an edge, yeah. There, was a, there were moments on that where I thought, um, why didn't I die of shame in the night? Um, and I've got, I, I, I knew that I had a reservoir of sanity left that was ebbing slowly away. You know, like a reservoir will have a crack in it. Yeah. And you just know that it's going to be very dry soon. And I got, I was, I was third, so I got out just before I really lost it. Um, so you did almost two weeks. 
Oh, yeah, I did ages in there. Yeah. I can't really remember. And are you aware uh, constantly in your head of how things might be edited to we make you look better? We can hear them eating crisps, this cameraman behind <laughs> the pretend walls. <laughs> but that's a very long time ago. I mean, that's sort of... Nine, I was going to say 1950, but I meant I was 50 when I did that, and I'm now 63. So it's, you, you know, you could do the math, as they say, annoyingly. Um, but you get all the bits... Round the outside, like you get to stay in the luxury hotel before. Well, is it a luxury it, hotel? That, I don't just, know. You tell it's me. It's a bit like this. This is, a, this is just a punter. Asking. Have you been asked to be on it? Yeah, I'm no, sure they begged no, you. Yeah, no. we, they, you must have been. Uh, listen, you'll have been offered. No, I'm a celebrity and strictly. No, never. I've been offered. I was offered back in the day Splash, which Penny. Oh, Morden, I did that. Penny Mordaunt did. But yes, the idea I of me appearing on television with my top off was not something. You could have. You could have worn an all in one. You could have gone Victorian bathing. Good. Um, I did that, yeah. yeah. Um, because, listen, you get Tom Daly teaching you to dive. I mean, yeah. you know. And how often have you used the diving skill since? Uh, never, but I dream of it. Okay. I sometimes dream of diving, and it is one of those delicious uh, dreams. It is a, a lovely one. Taskmaster, I think they have a crew of people who know that the only way they're going to get the best out of you is to make you feel completely and utterly secure in the nonsense. So it is very much like full regression to childhood, and but without any any fear that anybody's going to call you any stupid names. It's an absolutely glorious opportunity to um, be seven again. Mm, yeah, and that's why it's nice to watch because yeah. it's just yeah. a, it's. I think as we all have to say at least three times a day now, a safe space. Isn't it? It's a safe space to Yes. Yeah. As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Our guest is Jenny Eclair. Can I ask you a serious question, Go please, on. Ms? Uh, if you were a young woman now, would you choose to be in the limelight or would it be more off-putting to be oh, in the no, limelight? No, I want more li limelight. You? No, okay. I, you know, I've never regretted for a second uh, any amount of limelight. I mean, I was desperate. As a very small child, um, I mean, I didn't grow up with television. I was an army brat, so we lived abroad. 
And I think that was why Taskmaster sort of really did take me back to being seven because that's what you did. You played out and you you had buckets and sticks and did stupid things and tried not to die, really. Um, but uh, I used to think when I was very small that every bone in my body was broken. So I would have a running commentary. <laughs> that's the first time Ed's actually looked up at me. <laughs> I'd have this running commentary in my head which would go like this. There she goes, walking across the road like any normal little girl. But this little girl is very special because she is the only little girl in the world that is able to walk around even though every bone in her body is broken. And that I was this medical kind of marvel thing and that one day this would be discovered and, you know, for once my parents and my sister would be really impressed. My brother wasn't born at this point. Um... And I think that when you're born with that kind of neediness of attention, that there's no real kind of... I don't think it's easy to be put off. Yeah, but you can't stop until you get it. You can't stop. <laughs> do you think it was uh, you were born with it, or do you think it was part, part of, because you had this peripatetic lifestyle moving I, around the world? I think that I was born with it because my sister and my brother had very similar backgrounds and... Uh, they're not quite as needy, although my brother is a, is a barrister and he is one of those rumpole of the Old Bailey kind of stand-up, and I do think that he's probably very magnificent in court. My sister's a quieter version. She's an adjudicator and very, very, very clever. Um, so uh, there are a lot of army and navy brats in the business. It oh, is really? littered. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yes. And what would your advice be to uh, I'm young... staring intently at Jenny in case she yeah, accuses I know, me of I not know. looking at her. I've yeah, just smirked do. at him to see how <laughs> that works. Let's see if we can put him off. Uh, no, I don't mean that at all. Um, would you have any advice for young women who have exactly that kind of sense about themselves, that they need to keep going until they get the bright lights on them? Because yeah. it is just a very different place now, isn't it, that seems to savage young women in a way that you probably didn't have to be savaged yourself. I was so savaged. I was so sa- I, I think that it's very different now. I think one of the great things is oh, it's, it's, it's the yin and yang and the pros and cons, and it's very, very difficult to say which is harder. Um, for me, I felt very much that um, I was... My route was permanently blocked by the Oxbridge uh, thing at the time. I'm not looking at anybody. My daughter went in the end. I cried my eyes out. Um, (laughs) What, because she left home or because she was going to Oxbridge? She was going to Oxbridge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I was so disappointed. How did she turn out? Uh, Oh, she's a great playwright. She's a great playwright. Yeah, she's Um, turned out all right. uh, She's all right. And uh, she's (laughs) made me a grandmother, so... uh, all is forgiven. All is forgiven, yeah. Hard work, though, isn't it? But, I mean, as a woman starting in showbiz, as it were, in the 90s, it must have been a much tougher... 80s, love. 80s. Yeah, 82. <laughs> it must have been a much tougher gig. Because, as it, you say, okay. it was, it was a, a male-dominated yes. sexual harassment. Yeah. Uh, and I was cute. Difficult to get a career going. Now, at least, I mean, I, I'm not underplaying at all what it must be like to be a young woman starting out in this business, but at least a lot of these issues are now open and talked about. Do you know what, at least? At least there's City Mapper on your phone if, so you know which bus takes you. So you I, I spent all my life with the A to Z open on, mm. you know, that crack in the page where you just thought, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, how do I get to Crouch End? Yes. Um, but that kind of acid rain of misogyny on social media and stuff is not to be underestimated. No, 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 that's, it, it is horrific. But we used to get it sort of live on stage. I mean, I, you know, you do the Tunnel Club and, and you, you would hear 
comics being sick in the toilet before they went on because the nerves were so... Because the, the abuse was fairly toxic. Well, but it was... I don't think it had that... Uh, the the social media thing now the 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 horror of it is that there's so much anonymous hate that just comes. I, I mean, everybody, every one of us probably in this room has had to come off Twitter for a couple of weeks at some point because something's gone so nasty, and I find it very 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 difficult. I feel physically frightened in my bed. On the I think two or three occasions it's happened when. Um, you know, I got myself into trouble with anti-vaxxers once and mm. there was another thing that I don't want to go into that I, I handled clumsily. And this, this seemingly inability these days to be able to just say, sorry, sorry, I got it wrong and people move on. Yeah. We learn and we move on. Oh, no, that must not... We must shred. We must shred everyone to absolute pieces. We must tear them limb from limb. And it's just, that's what's horrific. Um, but I also, on the flip side, think that that uh, comedy is much broader now. And I think that, um, particularly in the 90s, you had to sort of fit into a, a type of niche. I mean, I was, it was the Ladette culture and you had to fit in with that. Mm. Um, otherwise, you just got drowned out. I think there's a lot of different kind of comedy now. And I think it's easier for people to say, no, I belong to this tribe. I am this kind of comic. I don't have to do those clubs where people behave like that. I don't have to, you know. I, th I was doing comedy to people that I wouldn't have got into a lift with. Yeah. And trying to impress them and trying to make them like me. You know, now I wouldn't, I can't do that. I have a, a niche audience, hopefully, which is built up from the podcast, Older and Wider. And, you know, the, mostly the audience who come to see my my stand-up shows and I'll be back on tour at the end of the year with 60 FFS plus extra material for 2023. Um, they are... I, I'm not. I'm not preaching entirely to the converted, but it does look like I look out, and it does look my old, like my old school yeah. reunion. Tell us something about the success of the podcast because it's well, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Well, it's, it's we're copycatting you lot. Um, you know, it's, it's you first, and then we sort of we we got those coattails and thought, well, let's ride those. Let's do another middle aged lady podcast. Um, so you've got fortunately, we've got older and wider. Um, and it is, I think, because we, we don't have any employer. So we and are... And we is you and Judith Holder. Judith Holder isn't... Uh, she's, uh, she was a big shot TV producer and she produced grumpy old women and grumpy old men and a lot of shiny floor shows back in the 80s and 90s and Aspel and all those sort of things. So there's photos of her with Liz Taylor. I mean, she's been around the block a few times. She knows <laughs> she's what, hilarious, isn't she? she and, and we're very different from each other. I'm sort of a bit rough and she's... She lives in a thatched cottage in the country and, you know, she's had lots of dogs. And and, and she'll just slip into and say, oh, yeah, we've been to Barbados loads of times. The middle name of my child is Bajan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like she continues to sort of shock me even now. And, um, and I, I'm sort of... A, I, I kind of sometimes lead her astray a little bit and she started swearing a lot more since she began working with me. And... Um, I've more or less stopped because it really makes me laugh that now she is the potty You've now. handed it over to her. Yeah. But do you know what, Joan? It's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Uh, because I think it just, it validates all of the things that middle-aged women want to talk about that have so often been dismissed. And they're only dismissed because the default position has been male. They're important things, aren't they? All well, of them are important things. We encourage a lot of crafting, um, 
And I, I do have a theory about knitting. I think knitters are the cleverest people in the world, you know. I mean, I think that's why women did so well at Bletchley. If you can decipher um, the oh. knitting pattern for a tam o'shanter, you can beat the right. The turn on is the heel right? of a sock... Can you, you do that? Can you do that? <laughs> Can you imagine? There's a plot that's, we're talking a, six needles now. There's a whole <laughs> film in there. Yeah, well, yeah, there's yeah. possibly a new detective hero who knits like crazy yeah, yeah. and then solves fiendishly complicated Absolutely. crimes. It's the same kind of brain. And this comes out once a week, your podcast. It certainly Because we does. had Kate texting and saying, why aren't you on the radio anymore? But you can be... You can listen to Jenny on the podcast. Yeah, the podcast is available yeah. from... Use that little purple app. You yes. Know, the microphone. I know it. It's one. called Older and Wider. Yeah. And there are, there are 200 you can catch up on, more or less. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so, absolutely. you know, if you, should you end up in prison, uh, that's what you can do. <laughs> or you uh, can listen to it while you're knitting. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And, and we are going to get, we are doing it live. I know you've done, uh, fortunately, live. We're doing we call it Square off air now, Jenny. in June and July. Sunday afternoon matinees only. That's a good idea, isn't it? We are not, I'm not interested in, we're not dragging them out. And, and what we want is for women to come by themselves. So many people say, oh, I can't go to the theatre at night by myself. I can't do this. I can't do that. You can come to the theatre in the afternoon. You can go at night time as well. But let's face it, if you want to be back home for Antiques Roadshow, you, cut, you know, we're three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and um, I, I just, I mean, I will be back on the 176 bus by Hoppus 5. Um, and That's very sensible. It, yeah. The quite wonderful Jenny Eclair, who you can see in the new series of Taskmaster, which is on Channel 4, and you can also book to go and see her fantastic podcast, Older and Wider. I think there are some seats available in a live show that she was talking about. Uh, they had to extend their run, Ed, because they'd sold out to the original shows. Uh, and I love the fact that it's on a, a decent time, yes. so you can get back in time for Antiques Roadshow. And also what she said about that enabling lots of people to come on their own to see a show, I thought that was very thoughtful. Actually. I did as well. Yeah. I think um, there's not enough of it about. I mean, I think I feel this a, a lot about the way the arts are performed. I got into trouble for saying on a programme on another station that I thought classical music was presented in an incredibly boring way. And a few people have tweeted saying, you know, what a Philistine am, which is what always happens when you say things like that. Um, and again, you know, I've all often thought you know theater 7 30 with an interval home by 11 30 if you're lucky um why and you know you could uh, first of all you know i think putting on a play for four hours is antisocial. and why not have it potentially at six or try out different times of the day yep and do you um have any thoughts about how to encourage people to go to stuff alone do you think would would that ever have been within oh a that's an of... interesting question i hadn't thought about that angle um is it a government brief to solve loneliness, one of the, the absolute epidemics of the modern world? Uh, well, I shouldn't say this, but somebody, a former colleague of mine who's a former MP, tweeted today and it showed this graph that the older you get, uh, you know, time spent alone went up like this. But I thought that to me is a graph of great optimism. <laughs> I can't wait just to sit on my own all day. Uh, but I quite like my own company, so I can see that loneliness is a problem. But, I mean, it is a massive issue. It, 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 can you have dinner alone in a restaurant? Uh, it's a bit of a taboo. Yes, I agree. Can you take your book, sit in a corner with a glass of wine? I don't want to sound too much like a demographic stereotype. And have a nice meal. Can you go... You, you really want to see this film. Uh, you've got a, Suddenly you've got a spare Thursday night. Uh, no one's around. You go on your own. 
Yep. And it just seems incredible, doesn't it? Because, uh, you know, there are so many ways of meeting up with people now on the internet and mm. stuff like that. But in, in real life, as our kids would say, IRL, there definitely still is a stigma about being on your own. Yeah. So you can lose yourself in a world online where I think you can find, we know you can find all kinds of satisfactions to being lonely, but actually we're still not very good at mm. extending that kind of And also the people around hand. you when you're out on your own are thinking, who's that weird? Yeah, and that's what I mean. There's just still a really weird stigma mm. around it. So all hail Jenny, because I think, uh, you know, you'd go along and see one of her shows and you'd absolutely talk to the person that you were sitting next to and you'd know that that was a okay thing to do and you'd all have an absolute blast. Uh, so we wish her well and, and also I just really hope she gets completely better soon because she's had the COVID too uh, and quite a few other bugs and lurgies and stuff like that. So uh, we love hearing from you all. Please do continue to get in touch. It is Jane and Fee at times.radio. Do you want to do a quick email before we say goodnight? Apparently you and Jane, in the pre-ed age, asked for comedy book recommendations. Kay has recommended The Rosie Project by Graham Simsian and The Heart's Invisible Furies by John Boyne. The first is all for laughs, the second is not so, but still produced genuine LOLs for me. And for David Cameron's benefit, that means laugh out louds, not lots of loves and has been loved by all the many friends I've recommended it to. Treat yourselves, Kay. And the reason I want to re uh, read out, she says she loves the podcast. And she also says, I find myself increasingly addicted to exclamation marks, so I'm consciously trying to avoid using them, full stop. She Brilliant. uses one exclamation mark in this whole email, so she's doing very well. Well, I'm absolutely with her on that too. I use too many exclamation marks, and sometimes uh, I know that it genuinely offends younger people. <laughs> Does it? Yes, because Why there's something. People? Oh, no, there's a whole What's thing. What's wrong with them and the exclamation marks? There's a whole thing about punctuation on what? text where they find it a little bit aggressive. Oh, any type punctuation? Any, and especially Well, I mean, the using mark. proper words in text is offensive to the young people. Sometimes it is, yeah. Where did this K thing start? K? What do you mean? Well, you can't. No young person can write OK. Can oh, they do K. KK. Because their yeah. time is so precious that to type two letters. In, in their precisely calibrated energetic day would throw out their whole schedule. So they can only type one, which is K. Mm. I always try to be incredibly nice to the young people, Ed, because unlike you, the graph of loneliness doesn't appeal. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say that's totally fine by me. Uh, right, we reconvene at the same time tomorrow. Uh, wherever you are, have a very good evening. And if you can join us on the live show, uh, Ed is here just for one more day. Uh, so don't miss it. Three till five on Times Radio. Have a very good evening. It's gone so quickly. It has. <laughs> Well done for getting to the end of another episode of Off Air with Jane Garvey and Fee Glover. Our Times Radio producer is Rosie Cutler and the podcast executive producer is Henry Tribe. And don't forget, there is even more of us every afternoon on Times Radio. It's Monday to Thursday, 3 till 5. You can pop us on when you're pottering around the house or heading out in the car on the school run. Or running a bank. Thank you for joining us and we hope you can join us again on Off Air very soon. Don't be so silly. Money go bang. I know, lady. A lady listener. I'm sorry.
VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com